Hello, I'm Emma Louise Coffey and you're welcome to the Dairy Edge, the Chagas Dairy Podcast. We're bringing you the latest information, insights and opinion to improve dairy farm performance. On this week's episode, specialist George Ramsbottom joins us to take stock of the financial performance on dairy farms in 2019. So we've about 400 uh, spring milk producers have completed a profit monitor at this stage. And what we're seeing is we're seeing that milk yield is tending to be slightly higher than the average that was produced last year, which is kind of what we expected. Last year was a real drought year and there's a lot of feeding going on to try and, and uh, keep support cows lactation early on. And this year we see a higher milk yield. It was a better grass growing season, which is a good thing. We're also seeing uh, a reduction in the amount of meal being fed. It seems to be lower. I'd say it's back to the equivalent of around 100 euros per cow over last year, which is about a third of a ton of meal less, something more than that. Uh, towards the previous year, which is again a good a good indication of um, maybe a, a better grass growing year than last year. And when we look at the co-op price, uh, the co-op price has slipped. Uh, it looks to be a running around a cent lower for the first completions of profit monitor this year t- towards the average for the whole of last year, which is probably kind of what we expected. We know the milk price is struggling a bit there across the summer and into the autumn. Um, if we look then at the net profit being achieved on a per cow basis, I'd say we're, we're looking at a slightly higher net profit per cow and a higher net profit per hectare. It'll be up towards the previous year, it'll be up around €150 Euro a hectare this year compared to last year, which is, which is good, but you know, it's, it's uh, where we have expected it to be based on the year that we just passed through. You you mentioned milk yield, and I think that's very much in line with uh, what Pat Dillon would have said a few weeks ago in terms of, you know, we've had our best year yet and fat and protein are as high as we've ever seen it. Um, in terms of the, you, you mentioned there's 400 or so net, uh, profit monitors completed to date. How many profit monitors are being completed in the country annually? So annually about, we've 18,000 dairy farmers and around two or two, between two and two and a half thousand will complete a profit monitor every year. So it's a, it's a relatively low penetration rate. And it's a great way of benchmarking yourself against other really good dairy farmers to see where you have strengths and where you could improve uh, the way you're farming. And and say when we talk about these two, two and a half thousand dairy farmers, are are they going to be kind of your average or are we talking slightly above average if, if you're comparing yourself? Yeah, so th- they'll be the top third nationally in terms of the kind of costs and output that they're achieving. So you're dealing with a really good group of farmers, uh, guys that are most and girls that are most efficient at producing milk relatively cheaply and, and achieving high levels of milk solids production as well. So you're comparing yourself against very good operators. So delving in then to another point you made, um, meal feeding has reduced in the country and, and, and you've put a figure on it, €100 Euro, um, per cow reduction in terms of meal feeding. And again, it, it does make a lot of sense. 2019 was a good year. Um, can you put a figure roughly what these farmers are feeding in terms of kilos per cow? We're, the average for the first 400 is coming in at around five cent a litre of meal feed costs. And there's almost 6,000 litres being produced. So it's coming close to 300 euro of a spend in 2019 on meal. So it'll be around 280, which is close enough to a tonne of meal being fed. But they're achieving from that then an average of 475 kilos of milk solid per cow. So it's relatively high meal feeding levels. We had a difficult spring. 
with a very challenging autumn in parts of the country. So meal feeding levels are maybe higher than what we would target, but that's what they are. And like, have you a comment on that in terms of, you know, like should farmers be targeting to feed less? Is this a hangover from 2018? Yeah, so I, I don't think it's it's so much a hangover from 2018 as probably more uh, moving into the autumn. We see well, well above a, uh, average uh, precipitation rates from August on. And uh, that that will have had a big impact. Cows certainly in in, our, in the east and the southwest of the country came in a lot earlier than usual, and they were being f- supplemented with silage early. So there's, there's a whole heap of reasons why the why the meal feeding levels were up. But I'd say it's it's less of a hangover from 2018 and more of an issue in terms of um, uh, earlier housing and turning in the autumn time of the year. And on the meal feeding, five cent a litre in 2019. Like, what should farmers target? So if we we'd like to see farmers, or our target would be to produce uh, roughly four hundred and seventy-five to five hundred kilos of milk solid per cow, on a meal input level of around seven hundred and fifty kilos of of meal. So it seven hundred fifty kilos of meal is costing around two hundred euro, and if you do that in six thousand liters, you're talking about a, a meal target of around three centiliter, three, three and a half maybe in that kind of a ballpark. And moving then to other costs, what are the main costs that are that farmers are seeing um, in 2019? So, like things, some things are kind of creeping up there all the time. The one that jumps out here from the profit monitor is the dependence on contractors. So there was the target or the average uh, from the profit monitors in 19 is 1.9 cent per liter, almost two cent a liter being spent on contractors. So as herds grow larger, the scale here is 142 cow average. So the, these are large-ish farms. There will be on those farms a greater dependence on contractors to spread slurry, to make silage, to um, to do to do even spread fertilizer on farms. So you'll see the contractor charged in, in that situation being, being slightly higher than, than what would have been perceived as normal years ago when people did a lot more to work themselves and herd sizes were smaller. But the other thing we're seeing is we're seeing continued investment in, in fertilizer and not just in in terms of maintaining PEK and nitrogen levels but also in increasing the, the status of, particularly of PEK and lime on farms. So fertilizer costs this year are averaging 2.4 cent a litre to date which would, would be re- represent a significant enough investment about 150 euro a cow on um, on fertilizer input for the for the year, which is which you could argue is probably a positive thing because some of it will be in investment in in the longer term status of your farm. On the labour side, then with with this group of farmers here, there's uh, one over one and a half cent being spent on labour, one point six cent a litre being spent on labour. So there's there's a uh, dairy farms have are showing an ability and a capacity to pay for and hire in labour, so they're, they're providing employment in the local area as well. So that's another kind of a factor that's coming out of the, the cost here as well. And I suppose the other thing that's kind of creeping into it, uh, I see it creeping up every year, is the leases. Because as as farmers maximise the, their utilisation of their own farms and fully stock it, they're, they're becoming more and more dependent on leasing land, whether it's adjacent to the farm and putting cows on it or, or further away from the farm and using it as support blocks for the main grazing area. So those are the kind of trends we're seeing on the average farm who... Who completes profit monitor? Who completed profit monitor in twenty nineteen? Part of your analysis, you're comparing the top twenty five percent of farmers with the average that are completing the profit monitor. Can you point out any differences between these groups? Yeah. So when we when we just rank them by net margin per hectare, and we compare the top twenty five percent with the average, even for the four hundred or thereabouts that we have in already, so the top hundred farmers in terms of net profit per hectare, they achieve a higher gross output. So they're, they're making or they're achieving almost a cent per litre 
more in terms of milk price because their constituents are higher. They also produce roughly 5% more milk. It doesn't sound like a whole lot, but it's, it's in the order of 250 litres of extra milk per cow per lactation. And their milk solids yield uh, was over 500 kilos per cow, substantial milk yield. And at the, they're able to do that while stocking the cows more highly and also feeding less meal per cow. Less meal on a, on a per litre basis anyway, slightly more overall, but not much more. So basically they're using a lot more grass than the average farm in the profit monitor system at the moment. And overall, the, the net margin per litre from these farms is around three and a half cent greater. The net margin per cow to date is around 250 euro more per cow. And the net margin per hectare on those farms is about 800 euros higher per hectare. So they're achieving very good levels of technical performance and they're coupling that with high levels of financial efficiency as well to achieve a very high profit per hectare from the farms. So I think um, a general theme running through that is higher stocking rate, less meal, and it's it's, it's driven by grass utilisation. Uh, can you, I suppose, you, d- you don't know the exact farmers, but could you suggest, you know, where they're getting more out of their grass? What time points in the year are they, I suppose, are they taking advantage of grass more? Yeah, so what, what they'll do is they, you'll find what they have, it's not so much time points as such, Emma Louise, what they'll have is they'll, they'll have the farm set up, it'll be well reseeded, It'll be high index for P and K, so the fertility is really good. And they're just growing grass throughout the year, uh, a lot more grass throughout the year. And then they're able to harvest that grass and convert it into milk solids across the year and into the autumn. And it's it's by doing a, a small number of things very right. It's what's making the extra, it's helping them to grow the extra grass and then getting the benefit from it in terms of extra milk solids and higher profit per hectare. So then looking at net profit per hectare, um, we have this target of two and a half thousand euro and it's, it seems like it's a target that eludes a lot of people um, year in, year out. Um, what was the net profit per hectare for 2019 and you know, what are the small steps that these farmers are missing out on in order to achieve that? Yeah, so the, the big driver of a high net profit per hectare is always going to be about grass utilised. So the target that you're talking about, Emma Louise, of around 2,500 per hectare is based on a base milk price of uh, 30 cent a litre. The base milk price for the farmers in 2019 is going to be somewhat higher than that. It'll be around 32 cent a litre. So even though they achieved you know, 2,500, the top farmers achieved 2,500 of a net margin per hectare. It's, it's only on the dairy hectares and it's off a higher base price. People get very conflicted about trying to achieve the 2,500 euro per hectare. And most people fail. But, but my philosophy about all that is it's not about the achievement of the two and a half that's important. It's about the direction of change that you make each year towards the achievement of it that's important. So if you're making a thousand euro for a variety of reasons and can improve that year on year, that's, that's a, a very positive thing. The, the other t- assumption that's being made in it that uh, in that two and a half thousand target that's set out is that all land is owned. And very few farms that I know are actually all fully owned. Typically, in, on the profit monitor farms, that when we analyse the data, about 30 to 40% of the land is actually leased on those farms. And, that, and as I mentioned earlier, that's, that's an increasing percentage of the land area that they farm. So achieving the 2,500 is probably is not likely to be achieved, but the, it's the direction of change that's the most important thing. And, and finally, George, we mentioned at the outset that there are a small number of dairy farmers completing the profit monitor. And, you know, talking with you today it is a really good way of getting a handle on your farm business, where your strong points are and where your weaker points are that you can improve upon to ultimately in- improve your profit. For farmers who are 
currently not completing a profit monitor. Can you give any advice to them on the steps they can take in order to, I suppose, get this information for their farm? Okay, so step one is to contact a local Chagas advisor. Chagas advisors have the capacity and are interested in helping you to complete profit monitor to allow you to benchmark your farm. So to talk to your local Chagas person. Then when it comes to data, a lot of the data you, al- you already have. So you'll have it on the likes of IFAC accounts or whoever does the accounts. Your, your accounts is a good place to start. And the second source of information that is really relevant to completing a profit monitor will be coming from the ICBF uh, site, where there's a lot of data there on the milk volumes and solids uh, and also on the whole stock numbers, which can be a nightmare for some people. The stock numbers are all cl- already available to you from the ICBF website. So between the Chagas advisor and using the ICBF support that are there, it's, it's very easy to, to at least make a start and get a profit monitor completed in, in the next number of months. That's great. Thanks for the advice, George. That's it for this week's episode of The Dairy Edge. And my thanks to George Ramsbottom for joining me on this week's show. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. You can listen on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. And for more information, go to the Chagas website at chagas.ie. I'm Emma-Louise Coffey and join me next time for your Dairy Edge.